Coming at you from Handsome Headquarters here in sunny Los Angeles, California. I'm Lee Sanger Golden, and this is LGR Liberal Guild Radio. I am joined remotely by my illustrious co-host and colleague, Ben. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Living the dream, baby. Happy New Going Year. Going to Disneyland next week. What? Happy New Year. Wow. Yeah, it's my son's birthday. So we're going to, we have to tell a lie to Disney because you can, if you're under three, you go for free, but it will be his third birthday. So I'm going to be like, don't you fucking tell those Nazis at Disneyland that you're three. Say you're going to be three tomorrow. I mean, what oh. are they going to card the kid? No. And also like, I, you know, how many five-year-olds probably go there that are three. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> it's his birthday. Like what time was he born? Hmm. Three or five. Yeah. So it's not even yeah, you're right. It's not even be till later that day. Yes, exactly. Five well, five PM. Man, you are like you become such a a neolib. You know, I fucking I fucking hate um I hate that kind of stuff. <laughs> and yet, like I am afraid of it as a person who doesn't want to ruin things for anybody else. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you're more afraid of that than like things that are actual crimes. You probably committed more than like you're like, because the punishment for those things mm. is just pay the fare. Like nothing happens. Yeah. yeah but you're exactly. more afraid of that than, you know. It's a big transition because look, two of my favorite things on the planet, two of the things that honestly made me feel the most relaxed and at home and like I was enjoying myself were camping and going to the Big D, going to Disneyland. And now that I have kids, both of those are two of the most stressful things on the planet. Um, I would say Disneyland's more fun than camping because there's like it's a controlled danger, like it's pretend danger, whereas the danger of camping is like real actual danger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. Today I brought my almost two-year-old to Disconso Garden. It was very cold and windy this morning and she refused to wear jackets. Uh, and for about 20 minutes, I was like, I am in my head. I didn't tell her. I'm like, I am not bringing you camping for quite some time because it would just be a miserable, it would just, it's just not, I mean, camping's an art, you know, it's like, why are we doing this? But it's like, I'm not going to bring you as a, because I wanted to bring her this year, but I'm like, that's not going to happen. It seems terrible. Yeah, because the whole point of camping is being able to like, Kick back, you know, maybe you, you're you smoking a cigarette and drinking a whiskey and playing, whittling with a knife. You know what I mean? That's to yeah. me what camping is. You bring a big, you bring like a sleeping bag, maybe a tent and a big thing of hot dogs and a bottle of whiskey. It's amazing. I, one thing I realized last year. Is and water, second, I guess. Well, no, you just pray. For, you either just dig really deep if you're in the desert or you just sit by a creek. Or you dance for rain. A lot of people think that the um, a lot of people think that our indigenous brothers have the patent on the uh, on the rain dance, but that's only patent pending. I think Jews I also. Jews, yeah. all all ancient. I mean, the only ancient people that are still around are ones that did rain dances. <laughs> right. Otherwise, there wouldn't have been any rain. <laughs> yeah, they would have died. It's like, come on, they all did rain dances, and I <laughs> find the best time to do a rain dance is like. Like as the storm is coming in, it's like, all right, let's start dancing. And you're like, oh my God, it worked. Mm. Yeah. But uh, no, it's true. And I did realize last year in terms of smoking cigarettes, I don't smoke cigarettes, but secondhand smoke, 
just when it's unexpected. Like today I walked out of a bagel shop and someone it's was great, smoking a right? cigarette. Yeah, and he apologized and I was like, no, no. No, no, no. Mm. Yeah, give just me a like drag, a little, man. just as you're walking by, not anyone, it's just like, I don't know, there's something about it. I used to hate it, but last year I was like, mm -hmm. oh, that's so nice. I think yeah. it's because of the kids. But yeah, because um, the kids it makes you didn't you weren't even you were never a smoker, right? No, that's what I mean. But because of that, because having kids, you're like just like that five seconds of secondhand oh, yeah. smoke, it's like, oh my God, I feel completely relaxed. I do love the conscientious smoker, right? Who's just like blowing fumes in your face. Like, oh, that's all right. <laughs> like, yeah, at, yeah. My favorite move. I don't know if I've ever done this move, but I've I think I've done it with a J. I don't know if I've done it with the cigarette. But the move where a conscientious smoker is like taking a taking a drag sucking a butt and they see you walk by with like a kid and mm -hmm. they feel bad because although they do smoke they're not they don't believe that like kids should get smoke in their face so they do this move where they they put the cigarette behind their back yes <laughs> like, yes. like they're hiding it like it's a combination of i don't want the child to see a cigarette combined with the like this my body will block them so it's only like second and a half hand smoke exactly and i think they're trying to like hide yeah item from the child so they don't see it but they're it's like a they're, courtesy it is it's one of those like little courtly displays like it's like doffing your hat like madame it doesn't actually do yeah. anything but it's kind of like you know my apologize please yeah and it's I'm always the funnest when, when when you catch them like as they've just taken a big drag so they're both trying to hide it and say sorry and also not cough and they end up you know inevitably coughing and huge plume of smoke comes out and they're just hacking up and you're like well that didn't work that backfired yeah. entirely oh man so just, my yeah. my uh car got a flat i get a, i get so many flat tires all the time Remember, i used to get flat tires all the time when we were together now i get flat tires all the time oh, and man. um oh it drives me crazy because one time i got a flat tire then i got another tire with a warranty and then they mm. rotated my tires and then the tire with the warranty got punctured. But they're like, actually, it's not that one. It would have been that one, except we rotated your tires. And I was like, well, it's your fault that the tires were rotated. Didn't ask you for that. So if you hadn't rotated the tires, Saul's permission for me, I would be covered by this warranty. But that logic did not go with McKenna VW. Uh, so unfixable, unfixable flats. But this was my wife's first time. Yeah, unfixable. First time getting a flat tire, like as an adult. And it was all the kids were with us. And like, you know, in our neighborhood, street parking is horrible. So it's already horrible having to street park. <clears throat> but then common combined with your your tire just blew the fuck out. And it went out immediately. It was like puncture, beep, beep, beep. And my son going like, we need a new wheel. <laughs> even he, it was so fucked up. Even he oh, was like, like, I think we're driving without a wheel, guys. Um, wow but anyway so like we're doing the, the the typical thing you do when your car goes flat except my wife had never gone through it but she handled it like a champ combined with street parking in a semi-urban neighborhood and we nailed it we found a parking spot triple a came in and got us and you know there was kids i reason bringing this up is because there was like kids who were blowing off fireworks like right next to our car and uh you know I hope that I wasn't a little bitch before I had kids. And so now I'm also trying to not be a little bitch. If there's like kids blowing off fireworks, I'm not going to be like, hey, hey, I'm the white guy. So don't do that. Because personally, hot take incoming. If you're one of those people that complains about fireworks, you are racist because it is part of Southern California Latino culture. 
that they blow hell of shit up and you are racist if you oppose that and not me racist for <laughs> making up a stereotype about certain people blowing off fireworks. Yeah, um, I mean, this is like, it's not even reverse racism what you're doing. <laughs> it's like you're creating, I don't even, you're, you're getting meta. It's like meta racist. Yeah. But what is, isn't there like some statute, not statute of limitations, but like on or around July 4th and a few New Year's and stuff. But when it's, April, May, June, yeah. every week. Like at some point, there are some limitations. Oh, at yeah. some point, it is just boys trying to be assholes to people and piss them off. Well, you know what? That's like, probably I have two true. neighbors that both served in the military and have PTSD that are afraid at one point. I mean, this has never happened in 20 years, but one of their fears is that they'll snap and kill their mm. neighbor. <laughs> because they're setting off fireworks in the middle of the street, and they and they're not even no oh, court in the land with fireworks. Them. They're the M eighties. They're, the they're just noisemakers. Oh no, yeah, that's just a that's just a, like a half a stick of dynamite or a quarter stick. It's, it's, I was told it's a one. That's a convenient but, excuse, though. Like I, that to just be like, if you are thinking in the future you might want to murder your neighbor, and you're just like, wow, as a veteran, people. I have an excuse. I might have to murder you. Um, yeah, and you just but, tell people um, so much ahead of time where you're like, "Told you it was coming. You should I'm, have done something about it. You're you're an accomplice." Well, but I'm glad you bring that up because I always thought that that was a cop out. Like I always thought that those little signs that say like, "Oh, hey, veterans are gonna freak out when you see this." Like I always figured that was people who had like knew nobody who was in the army, didn't give a fuck about people in the army, but are just using that as an excuse to not have fireworks, which is like a perfect um, example, I don't know, metaphor for the way that we use service people in our countries. We're totally separated as East and West Coast elitists from the actual people that suffer in these wars that we protest, but not hard enough. And then uh, we don't really care about them when they come back. But anyway, and we'll even do things like use them as an excuse for why we're annoyed by fireworks. So I've just laid back and accepted. I have fucking homeowner's insurance. One of these kids burns my house down. It'll, it'll be a story just like how my car or just like how a, tr uh, a, uh, a truck crashed into my uh, garage. But anyway, these kids are blowing off the piccolo Pete's and um, whatever. It was yeah. no, Big I think I like deal. it when there's when there's like a like a light display. Like we got we got a bunch where our where we are, and this year there weren't any M80s for over New Year's. It was very hmm. nice, and there was little just firework displays all around. Oh, even Quint. like John January first and second. Nice. Um, it was quite nice. But um, let's talk. I was I was, I you know, but should we? Do we have New Year resolutions we want to talk about? Yes. Do we do that on this show? Oh yeah. I, or does that I, make us liberals? <laughs> yes. Uh, this might not sound very liberal, but this is this is my general marching order for my uh, for myself, and my sister has also picked this up too, because uh, she was asking uh, on New Year's. My sister was asking us all what our resolutions were, and I earnestly said mine is to be more kind. You know, I just want to be more kind person. But and then I was like, but my general marching orders: fewer calories, more money. Interesting. I always feel like I'm eating too many Fritos and not asking for enough of a raise. Interesting. Mine were completely different. <laughs> what were yours? So up until December 31st, up until a few days ago, actually, it was, I want to work on my hand stamina. So it was 
Can jerk off and play Goldeneye. Man, why wish you weren't remote right now? I'd strangle you. But um, (laughs) dude, you've been getting more aggro. I've I've got you more on edge lately. I'm loving it. It's not even yet, but it's so fake. But um, no, but yours should be to be. See, like I'm usually like the mean one. Like you know, I was always bullying you and Josh uh, at work. Yeah, I mean, I, like... but the, my form of bullying doesn't necessarily get categorized as bullying, I think, which makes it worse. Like leaving dead fish in the fridge. <laughs> it's better than farting. And farting. Like, what do they call it when you just walk by someone and just fart a bunch of times? They call it carpet bombing. Yeah, you call that a Kissinger? You call that a, a Henry Kissinger diplomacy? Yeah, so mine is like, it's like, is it? It's not really bullying, is it? But it's like, yeah, no, it is because my intent is to get under people's skin and to make them you know good but no so, so yours was, is be mine is be more kind and yours is going to be more rude sound good sure but right, well, what was your actual ones? one sorry I so it morphed so at first it was hand hand stamp i want to be able to write for two hours straight without stopping because i kept like i like writing by hand i find just like that i, I have different forms of creativity mm. just based on like the style or whatever but like usually after eight or nine minutes, my hand starts cramping and I just have to take these breaks and my mind is going crazy. And I'm like, fuck. So I'm like, well, let me look up, work on my hand stamina. So just to be able to write like two hours straight. But then a couple of days ago, it felt like a revelation. I was totally sober and I knew it wasn't an actual revelation, but it wasn't Christ coming to you. But I think it, but that's what it felt like. Cause I was like, I do all, like a lot of people, we do all this tinkering where we have like these weekly lists of, of tasks or goals or monthly or daily, or and we're just, I'm constantly moving things around so that I can write more. And I was like, let me just have one goal four days a week, which is 5,000 words of writing. And that's it. And then within that goal, my job, if I do it well, requires a good amount of writing and I just have to find, like, I don't need to keep all these different lists of things I'm working on. Like, you know, you, you love Salesforce and other stuff like that. I, I can go check. I do other not stuff. love Salesforce. Whatever. See, this is me being an asshole. You're an asshole because you love Salesforce. Cause you, I was, I was wiping conferences. I don't go to the conferences anymore. Cause Whatever. conferences a waste. I don't like, if they had bands that I liked, I would go. If the, so it's just once... 5,000 words a day of writing and 200, that's and it's going to be, my goal is like 200 days. So that's a million words. And every time, so I had a question for you, if we could move. So I was going to drop sure. a quarter into a basket and at the end of the year, open up the basket, hope for 200 quarters. I would have 50 entire dollars to go buy something. But then I was thinking, let me put in a Sacagawea dollar because I don't have $200. Go. But and then it got woke. me woke. You'll be supporting the ancestral lands upon which you are a guest. Yes. And so what I was thinking about is, so I can't think of a modern nation state, at least over, say, a couple million mm. people in population that hasn't done something to some other people at yeah. some point. But is there, I mean, I'm guessing there are, but can you think of any other examples of a country where on their currency because most all currencies around the world, at least the ones I've seen, have oh, that they have somebody that they murdered. That like they in Germany, do they have like a do they have like a Deutschmark that just I suppose has Jewish like, kids on it? Yeah, Starved exactly. Death in Birkenau, or like fucking Anne Frank, or so. It's just like, or like in <laughs> they Australia, do, dude. I bet do they have think? like a stamp with my girl Anne. That, I don't mean a stamp. I'm talking about currency. Like, is the U.S. like, hey, I was man, thinking, like stamps is, are, are we, a form of specie? Okay, it's good as but gold. Let's stick with current. Of course, they got stamps. Stamps. Uh, here are we go, Deutsch. Here we go. 
I knew no, it. I, I know if I know the Germans, the Netherlands, they've got one too. And Frank it, on stamps. Okay. Oh, I want courage. She's on the Deutsche Bunden Post. Okay. Nineteen seventy nine. Oh God, I hate you so much. Um, let's see. In the Netherlands. I mean, you are right that stamps. She was are on a Dutch scent. That's right. She was on yes. But the Dutch it's, cop- it's like naming a road after somebody. It's not real. It's mm. a, I mean, it's more than a road, because you're right, a stamp is a form of currency. But I mean, like, you know, currency you could go to. Oh, a and Israel and too. Obviously, like, Israel had a stamp with her on it. She's got, there's three pictures of her. But Damn. they named Israel and Hill and Frank. Well, they faked her death so they could get Israel. Lee, you're 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 back. I'm just saying. I mean, you might not, but think about it. Like, is are we one of the distinct countries to put something like a Sacagawea on a coin? Damn, I don't know. I think. Um, I mean, do you? Can you think of another? I mean, we could look it up. I, I know. I don't want one. No. Off the top of your head. Uh, no. No. no like I, I couldn't think of one. So that's why I send us on sidetrack looking up Anne Frank stamps. Yeah, see, that's... Can I think would. of a country where on their currency is so much... I bet a, South Africa, you could probably say that. Ooh. Let's see. So, because, like, because Nelson Van Mandela is definitely on some of their shit. Nelson Mandela. Yeah, but Nelson Mandela, do you put him in the same category as right, Sacagawea? I, as historical I people that are important, I guess. I don't know. No, people but, who have been on coins? Sure. I don't know. I mean, people on South Africa. But Saka, wasn't Nelson Mandela like? Uh, he was imprisoned by South Africa and then became its president, as I recall. Right, but Sakatuia was never the president of the United States, <laughs> so he doesn't. She should have been. It was stolen from Sakatuia. It probably was. She probably. That's a good point. Let's actually look. It, it that went up. to this. It was between Sakatuia and um, Andrew Jackson, and uh, Andrew Jackson. Uh, killed her and in a little this is a little known this is this is actually what they tried to what trump tried to get them to do is just kill the other person is this on but, wikipedia.gov mm-hmm. this is on wikipedia.gov it's on Maga. the black web <laughs> dot web wait what if i go to wikipedia.gov what happens absolutely can't reach this it's not a real site it's not a real site so Saka, so interesting. I didn't realize that she was in the election and she won, and yep. the election was stolen from her by Lewis and Clark. The expedition, oh, it was that makes stolen sense. by Lewis and Clark. It's it was the exactly. expedition to steal the. Oh, I didn't. And they took mm-hmm. the ballots with them. Well, that's the thing is they, they said, don't teach you, know, you real stuff in school anymore. Like that's mm-hmm. what Lewis and Clark were doing. They took all of the ballots <laughs> that would have yeah. given Saka Jui the win. They invented the word tranche. They were like the first people. Like, we found a tranche of ballots for Andrew Jackson. And we walked them across a mountain so that no one, yeah. none of you could find them. And then we dropped them into the Pacific Northwest Ocean. Right. And these got- great guys discovering everything. Well, that's the thing. You know, we say, oh, you know, this the Vikings discovered America. Chris Columbus discovered America. Lois and Clark, Lewis, Lois and Clark Adventures of Superman <laughs> discovered this part of America, discovered Metropolis. But, you know, and then we also think that, hey, George Washington and uh, John Adams and, and these uh, Thomas Jefferson, these dudes were um, the first people to run for president. No, actually, Sacagawea ran for president before all of them. Little known fact. Pocahontas, wow. too. This He's is at a race of 22. Pocahontas. I love hearing the real story of Pocahontas, where it's like the story is like she's this beautiful, consensual woman who just decides on her own volition to fall in love with the guy from the Lethal Weapon movies or Mad Max. 
Uh, when in reality, you hear the stories like actually she was nine and was raped, brought to England, and then died at twelve. Like <laughs> that, that's the perfect example of uh, of how history kind of gets filtered down to us, where it's like starts out as this like real rough story, and then once once it gets to us and our kids, it's just around the river bend. Like come and get your Pocahontas stuff at McDonald's. Like literally selling genocide. Like literally selling a oh, yeah. piece of propaganda to cover up genocide. And, oh, and and present like you're grappling with it, right? Present like you're you're telling a story of oh look at this guy, you know, look at this woman who taught this white man, you know, the beauty of the land. And yeah, you were talking about these great lines. Oh, you think you you own something just because you see it, or just because you put your you name? You think on you it. own the land you land on? The earth is just a dead thing you can claim. Trust me, I know the entire lyrics. I yeah. quote it at every party I go to. It comes up in conversation, or I bring it up in conversation. But it so, always is fitting because it's one of the most brilliant lines ever written in all cinema history. It yeah, encapsulates the entire making of all modern nations. Yeah. It's one of those things that kind of like so, the Barbie movie that's at once subversive, but also like the most pandering shit. But like Pocahontas is yeah. like, you could, I, I could argue both ways. I could argue like what you're saying, like, oh, this is like this great statement on what we did. But then you could also say like, look, this is the closest that you'll get to like Soviet style <laughs> state propaganda to make you feel good about the sins that your your ancestors committed but let's be clear those people were not us we were off like getting our babies killed and raped back in uh in eastern europe oh yeah and you know what's interesting the movie coco because the movie has the song la llorona mm-hmm. and i knew that song or one of the versions of the song and i was like oh maybe they wrote another version for the movie but then i looked it up and la llorona is a similar myth the way you were saying how pocahontas can be used in any number of ways la llorona has that same distinction throughout most all of south and central america interesting where each country's different regions have their own um myth of who this crying woman is and what the story is and they a huge range just as you were saying um and you know but i mean everything all sciences religions politics are based on some myth at some point and you need you know you at some point you just got to agree to just start somewhere and, and go on from yeah. there so it's like yeah let's just go with this story and not because this is part of this tension of liberalism just that if you talk about things more and more at some point you'll come to some agreement but that's like that's not true some pe- people are allowed to just disagree and you can just move on so it's the same thing with these kind of things. It's like, let's just agree that we have different interpretations or stories and then, you know, go make some. Or just bring back duels. You know what I'm saying? If you, I am down for what you're saying. Okay. But for the people who won't let, let it lie, like you guys can just go out. See, I've been, I think the number of liberals on this planet would be next to zero. Now, if a duel was (laughs) illegitimate, be like, all right, let's have a duel. It's like, all right, all right, never mind. Uh, It's fine. You can think what you think and I'll think what I think. Thank you. Amazing. So you don't accept my duel. And then well, you I just, slap him. I just bring it up because, you know, after watching that Waterloo Forgotten Masterpiece, the Soviet filmmaker, he also made a four-part, six-and-a-half-hour version of War and Peace, which is even better. I saw, I watched – it's a Criterion spine, so it's all on, oh on, on Max. Even my wife was like came in. She's like, oh, my God, this movie is incredible. 
Wait, you and, said a uh, four-part? I think you told me about this last War and year. Peace. Yeah, I hadn't seen it. I told you about the director because he made this great Waterloo movie about you know Napoleonic Wars. But this is it's an amazing adaptation. And then he also plays a character in it. This the character Pierre, who's one of the most interesting characters. I've never read the novel because you know I'm only 39 years old. So if I had read it when I was a baby, I'd be almost done. But um Oh God, it's like, it starts out with time-lapse photography of the grass being grown. Like literally you're watching grass grow at the beginning of the movie. And, and you know, cause it's like, oh, reading Tolstoy is as boring as watching grass grow, but it, no, it's happening fast. And then it, it grows into the battlefield. And then, oh, you just get this like crazy camera work when people are drunk, these epic amounts of, of extras because they were able to use the the red army. It's like literally the closest thing I can explain to what this movie is is like just like the movie Wolf Warrior made in China, which is like their army propaganda movie. The closest that we have to this is Top Gun, which is a movie that was made like between Hollywood and the United States military as both a piece of entertainment and as recruiting material and just narrative propaganda, right? Um, but it's also like kind of empirically the best movie ever made, just in terms of like pure movie making how far it pushes the genre it's like you know if you just had to rate movies like as like a as like a piece of machinery a piece of uh, of uh, engineering then it's the best movie of all time and so it, it you know it's interesting the things that the soviet union did wrong we would spend a lot of time mentioning them you know the starvation and the oppression and uh, and all of that the secret police and the murders. Um, but these motherfuckers knew how to marshal things to make a movie, to use military, <laughs> to use the military discipline that is so, military discipline so misused on the army. We need to bring some military discipline to some things that actually help, you know, like building houses for for homeless people or whatever it is we need to do as a society. Okay. Anyway, this movie is amazing. The guy, the director is in the movie, giving himself the role of the dude who he's not an army guy at all. And he challenges this army guy to a duel because he thinks that he's stripping his wife. And it's just so stupid. And everyone's like, you don't have to do this. And like, even his wife's like, you've ruined my reputation. And uh, it's just a really a horrible thing. So, um, but I feel like, these people who can't let it lie you can't be like okay we disagree on that let's move on like okay fine instead of starting a civil war over this because we're seeing more and more people in polls being like i'm down to do violence like just go and have a duel and i'm not saying kill each other i'm saying like just sword fight or something like lightsaber fight we can have nerf duels i don't know what it is but just get it out of your own personal system and i realized i forget who, who wrote it but it was this thing like how there is an asymmetrical civil war that is being waged by the MAGA Confederacy essentially right now. And when you think about all of these crazy gun rights that we give to people, you're essentially waging <laughs> war on people with your policy, just a couple shootings at a time. Right. And um, anyway, it's a terrifying proposition, but that brings us back to what we were uh, talking about earlier which is like this uh this violence that uh, that seems to want to explode and what we're seeing in gaza with people you know both soldiers attacking civilian buildings and people who are soldiers hiding in civilian buildings i don't want to get into it right now but i think we're all 
can agree that we should not be fighting wars inside cities. So as gross as these Napoleonic armies were, and of course they raped and pillaged and all of that stuff. Um, but, uh, when it came to the actual battle, like if you went up to one of these these war and peace guys, and we're like, all right, we're gonna fight the battle, and we're all, well, some of us are gonna go hide <laughs> in this hospital, and then some of us are gonna attack the hospital. They'd be like, are you are you kidding me? You guys are oh, cowards. Sir, it's gone. You're a coward. It's I mean, it's what people like to say, like civility of war and bar barbaric. It's it's just like full circle. And, and you know what's um, great? It's the I, cyclicality of human. Yeah, because one of one of the distinctions, as I'm reading in this my book on human, it's called Human uh, Nature and History, the book on the development of modern liberalism. One of the big, one of the many changes that happened around the time of Mill and the on liberty was getting into the idea that history is progressive, that every era is distinct from the last, and the last is the most important because it's, you know. Yeah. And and but then up until then, even authors from like Plato and Cicero and um, Polybius had this idea of cyclicality that you know obviously different settings, different constraints, different things. But at the end of the day, things aren't that much different, at least in say the last couple of thousand years of history. And I'm much more of a proponent of that cyclicality. Things obviously didn't have computers two hundred years ago, but what comes down to just some of the base things that people are either arguing about or fighting over, they haven't really changed. Mm, yeah. And, you know, now we use nuclear warheads and not stones, but we're still fighting over the same thing. Right. So. One last you know. thing I'll say about like, yes, war was more barbaric back in the day in a way because they didn't have the Geneva Convention, so you could do really gross stuff. But in terms of the fundamental like, rules of engagement the fundamental ethics of what was considered to be like noble or whatever in, in, in war was to everybody roll your carts out stand toe to toe and you know use tactics but just men out in the field who want to do this fighting and obviously a lot of them were conscripted as well and it was horrible i'm not saying it was good at all but there's a couple of things that i think are better about it then better about about the napoleonic way of fighting than than today's way of fighting Secondly, yeah. the actual leaders have to roll into battle. And this is something when I was watching that Waterloo movie, I was realizing like, I'm not rooting for or against anybody. Like I'm kind of like, there's characters on the French side where I'm like, oh man, I want that guy to make it. Or, oh no, don't make that decision. But then there's characters on the, the English side where I'm like, oh yes, yeah, go get him. Or like, oh no, I don't. And I was like, why am I kind of rooting for all of them? Like, well, first of all, it's far away enough that I'm like, it's the French and the the british like there are allies like who cares whatever um but uh also the thing i liked about it is their actual leaders like lord wellington who's like the famous guy who met mm. napoleon at waterloo he was like a noble a politician basically but he was also like leading the charge I, personally from what i've learned just kind of looking into this just a little bit and watching movies and listening to audiobooks seems like his ass was kind of saved by the prussians by this guy blucher rolling in at the end the germans basically rolling in at the end that napoleon might have been able to take him out but napoleon probably would have lost the whole thing anyway because all of europe was united against him and a lot of people in his own country but yeah. whatever like i look at napoleon's guys and i look at wellington's guys and i'm like you know what these guys would never think to like attack a city or hide in a city 
you know, which is no, what exactly. Netanyahu and Hamas are doing right now. They're putting civilians in the middle of this one way or the other. Now, the uh, and, and, and here's the thing. We have guys like Netanyahu or uh, various people in our country, like, you know, your Lindsey Grahams who are, you know, they just want to go to war or whatever. And this is the Democratic Party in general, which is now the more foreign policy interventionist uh, uh, party uh, themselves. Um, these people can vote to send other people's kids off to war. I mean, I guess Joe Biden voted and sent his own son, Bo, off to war. But most of these people, they don't have to suffer at all for the wars that they voted for, except maybe at the ballot box. Whereas, like, with with like a Lord Wellington rolling into battle, like I think about like what if Lindsey Graham had to like lead a cavalry charge? You know exactly. I think about the all the time if the people I would love that sitting in their like either basements or on their private islands and jets making you get on the fucking there. horse, mount up Lindsey Graham and ride into battle. If you think that's so just what we're doing in Gaza, that you mount up light cavalry division. And roll into Gaza yourself and lead the troops. Yes, in. someone made you the cowardly that. piece of shit. That's and really what you want to do. You mount up. Yeah, the oh, people who benefit. Like you those. a hoe, Lindsey Graham. You a well, hoe, girl. And yeah, you are a hypocrite. Yeah, well, it's the entire. Does someone point out like the people who most benefit from things like war making for the U.S. They were using as an example. You've got obviously everyone in D.C. All, yes. all three branches, including judicial. Yeah. Uh, and then say one layer deep, which is the judicial. Kids. Wait, no, the ju wait, how is judicial in all this? What do you mean? How are they in it? I mean, they've, I mean, our, our executive branch and almost, oh, yeah, the yeah they enabled this system. power. Well, they've also almost acquiesced power to nine Duke, Dorfus, Dukes, uh, Dukes, yeah, nine dorks in rows. I'm telling you, that's why I don't recognize the authority. The only federal exactly. authority I recognize so are national like, parks. So, if them or their kids, officers of national parks, and weather.gov. Weather.gov sure is the best. And if you say anything other, but no, none of them go in. Their kids don't go in. And then somebody yep. even threw in Ivy League. I mean, I went to an Ivy League and I will never probably set foot back there. This um, is how the, was, this is this is how Rome yeah. fell. This is how the Persian Empire fell. Because they started as these strong military societies where civilians, military service was part of civilian life. Right. They their gains, ill-begotten though they may have been, were hard fought. Let's put it that way about the Romans and the Persians. But eventually they grew soft. Right. And they got a luxurious life and they were able to um, offshore it basically to, um, you know, barbarians and Turks and whoever. And eventually it led to their downfall. Right. Because they became soft. They become the luxury class, which is clearly where we are clearly where we are the only thing is instead of offshoring it to some other countries which which we do to a certain degree with our proxy wars i mean we're doing that in israel right now <clears throat> but we also do it in our own society where privileged people pawn it off on uh like rural white people and i'm not I, I, I hate that i have to say this but a lot of those people who become white supremacists while in the army and then also black and brown men who disproportionate to white guys uh, on average um, serve their country more than white guys do. Okay. So we've, we've pawned it off on these two, two groups, which are, you would, I, I guess like probably 
I would hope to be opposed to each other in society. Uh, and I hope that uh, uh, the white supremacist guys certainly don't win. But basically, like everyone's so afraid of the the uh, you know MAGA Confederacy. A lot of white people are, but like you helped build this by building a war society and making someone else spill blood for it. So rather than barbarians or Turks, it's people in your own fucking country. And yeah, you are afraid and we all should be afraid. But we all have to not act like this is some invasion that happened to our country because of Trump or any other one person or group. Let this happen. We didn't protest hard enough, folks. God damn, I thought we agreed after the 70s, smoking and war is bad. Here we I are you said at the beginning holding cigarettes so behind cigarettes. our back while we airstrike Gaza. Yeah. Anywho, Ben, anywho. Well, I guess, you know, secondhand smoke and having Amazon Prime deliver something the same day is probably worth right. it, right? Well, when we think about these stupid jobs we have to do, like Amazon Prime and gig economy or tech economy, and all these little things that aren't really do doing anything necessarily. Uh, except delivering sh bullshit back and forth, making bullshit, selling bullshit, selling the idea of bullshit. Like, why do we have to do these jobs? I, you know, I've always argued it's just an exercise of control. Like, you know, we could easily just sort of give everybody a a, a, a base uh, national income or whatever, and everything would be fine and rich people could still be rich. But they need to have some way to control us so we don't go soft. Okay, fine. That's work. <laughs> you know, that's just having to do these nine to fives. And we all get the sense as we're doing it. I'm like, am I really doing something? I'm working hard, but I don't feel like I'm helping in a way. I'm doing what I'm told, but I don't feel like I'm I'm doing anything. Um, I'm selling things, I'm moving things, I'm telling things, but I'm making things, but I don't feel like it's actually doing anything because it's not. And it's just the same thing as prayer. And this is something I'm learning while, you know, dabbling in, in learning about the enlightenment is that once people became enlightened, there was less of a pressure to do daily prayer. Like prayer would just, as my boss said, would nuke your day. <laughs> I love that phrase. Oh man. Sorry. I got stuck on that call. It just nuked my whole day. But uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. forcing people to pray, like before you go to work and after work, like that really nukes your whole free time. Right. But once people realize, like, oh, I'm probably not going to burn in hellfire unless I suck off God constantly. Uh, people were like, y'all want to sleep in and go fucking drink beer after work? And everyone was like, mm -hmm. yes, yes, we do. And um, there's nothing that is, I think, more terrifying to power structure than self-sufficient communities who have plenty of time to think and do whatever the fuck they want. And um, luckily, with the Industrial Revolution, we can start to turn people into little cogs in the machines and and get them back into this form of work that we do that's not actually growing plants or making bread or building houses or actually doing anything for ourselves or the community, carving pieces for for chairs or, or whatever, raising goats. Instead, we're just writing code and selling shit on the internet and lending money and borrowing money, and shipping things over here and receiving them over there mm. because we need to have something to do. And that's our prayer. Cause I'm yes. sure those people sitting on their hands and knees living shitty, horrible, futile lives before the enlightenment 
might have at some point got the sense that even though they spent eight hours a day gobbling on God's cock, their life still fucking sucked. And the idea that maybe it's all going to be better, strength in this life, happiness in the next, seemed like mm, maybe not a surefire thing. And I think what we're seeing now, these, you know, you see these kids on on TikTok that are like, I didn't realize the work was going to suck like this. Like, I feel like a wage slave. This sucks, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and people are like, Gen Z kids don't want to work hard. Bullshit. I work with these kids. They're smart. They're hardworking. They believe in things. They care. And they have so much to contribute. And just like the boomers been shitting on millennials, like everyone's been shitting on these Gen Z kids. No, they're great. They might be our last fucking hope, folks. So let's treat them nice and give them good opportunities. Well, if they're technically if they're our last hope, I mean, the world's coming to an end. So none of it really matters, Sleep. No, but if, if our last hope actually saves us, mm. then it's not coming to an end. So that's why I'm saves saying we need us. to help them and give them give them some purpose as opposed to these jobs that they feel like they're doing nothing. And meanwhile, the, the, the people criticizing them are A, media class, or B, people who have time to just sit on the internet and do nothing and, and call other people lazy as they <laughs> collect whatever benefits they have. So... Yeah, well, I mean, our government our public sector is in the last 50 years it's become fully in support and acquiescent to the private so any job creation really has to be through yeah. private and that's why like you call it the gig economy and things like that happen like i was saying you know sometimes i walk around the streets it's like if you paid someone seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year for street services They'd probably much rather do that than take recycle, you know, bottles out of a recycling can and bring them down somewhere and make a couple hundred bucks a day. Instead of trap, instead of trash trucks crashing into my garage, and street sweeping trucks spreading garbage into the street, if we just paid people to just like pick up garbage and put it away, we would need less of these stupid machines lumbering around around guzzling gas. And I don't blame these folks. Like, oh, yeah, they're doing that's a what job. I mean, well, they need money. So it's like, pay. You know, we know about how much I'm making doing that. Give them three times yeah. as much to do something else. And not all, but some of them will, a lot of them will do that. Well, I don't know. So let, let's just, let's get into it. It's folks. insane. All right, we'll be right back, and then I'll tell you the story of how my car got crashed into. Or, I'm sorry, my house got crashed into, my garage. And we're back. Okay, so a couple of weeks ago, about a month ago, I guess, my wife calls me at work, and she's like, there's a huge fucking crash mark and a bunch of tire marks next to our garage. The garage door doesn't open. The garage is bashed into the pole in front of our garage is bashed into like clearly some maniac hit our house. Oh my God. Come home. Check. Oh my gosh. You know, the garage doesn't open. I managed to, or the garage wasn't closed. She was able to get it open, but it couldn't close. So I like un unlatched it and closed it and felt like a manly man closing a garage, getting everyone in left work early to do this. Um, need to do the insurance thing, right? Okay. Whatever. So need a police report, call the police. The police are like, hey, there's like a shooting <laughs> going on. We, we can come out tonight, but it might be a while. And like my wife's like, girl, don't worry about it. You guys go deal with the 
person shooting, and then in the morning you come look at our crashed at house. Okay, fine. The uh, the two cops show up the next day. Really nice, really nice people. Uh, the the woman had this like huge black mm-hmm. eye, but I got the sense that it was one of those you should see the other guy. And I just Jeez. oh dude, I want that backstory of like the punk ass who thought he he had could get the jump off of officer. Not gonna say her name. And she just and she took one. She got a shiner, but I'm pretty sure she got got him back. Pretty sure that guy learned his fucking lesson. So anyway, these guys seem like good cops. And I know I've shat on cops many a time, but these folks are not who I'm talking about. Anyway, the other mm-hmm. guy, we were talking about roof racks for Jeeps. And she was like, <clears throat> back to this thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, do you have any security camera footage of it? No. Okay. We'll look into this. Thanks. Let us know once you if you get any security camera footage and we'll we'll figure it out. My neighbor Romero, I holler at him over the fence. Hey, my friend, can you get me um security footage from his camera? Because he has one on the garage. And um <laughs> he texts me and he's like, dude. Because at, at this point, I thought it was some maniac. I thought either thought it was like some maniac in a sports car, because people just go crazy driving down this alley and they crashed into it and they drove off. Or I figured it was someone who like fucked up and they had like a bench warrant out for their arrest. And like, they didn't have insurance. And like, there was some fucked up situation where my liberal guilt ass is like, Oh, I'm just going to assume it's that. Yeah. That's what it is. You know, (laughs) trying to make it into a narrative of like, Oh yeah, it's okay. Um, And then Romero's like, dude, it was the garbage truck. (laughs) And so, <laughs> and I've been out there like sketching out like the path of the tire marks and all this stuff, looking around the neighborhood to see if there was any cars that had um, bumper damage that matched the uh, matched the house. Realizing that's very hard to do on my street because pretty much everyone's car has some sort of body damage on it. It looks like it could have been crashed into the house. So anyway, Jeez. but I'm checking tire patterns to match, see if they match. Like I'm looking at cars that have body damage that looks like it matches and seeing if there's any that the tires match the tire marks. And I can't find any, it's a weird tire mark thing. And then Romero's like, dude, it was the trash truck. Oh my God. So look at the footage. The guy gets out. (laughs) The other guy is smoking a cigarette. Who's like back up, back up? The other guy's supposed to be giving him the signal of back up, back up. Smoking, sucking a butt, not even holding it behind his back. The guy crashes in, goes fuck, gets out, and then he looks up and he goes, "Was it like that?" And then they both look up at my neighbor's security camera and then go, "Okay, bye," and then go off. Who had audio? Yes. Was it like that? So needless to say, I have a security camera in the back of the house oh now. And the name of it, they make you name all of your security camera. And I'm always like the West Portico. Trash truck. The rumpus room. And this one is just, was it like that? One word. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, like I'm watching this film over and over again, analyzing it like this is my Zabruder film. And I realized that they go back into the left. And I was like, oh, the truck appears to be going back into the left. I'm memorizing every moment. And as I watch this, I'm zooming in. I enhance, 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 and um, slow it down, get all the info as I, as I can. And then by the end of it, I'm like, 
I'm starting to like these guys. I'm pissed that they hit my house and didn't and didn't leave a note or obviously didn't tell anyone or anything. They just drove off, but I'm like, I kind of like these guys. You got the one guy smoking a cigarette. The other guy goes, oh, was it like that? So hilarious. I'm like, the, so the insurance people are like, oh, well, give us that. So the insurance people, it's better to just get the money from them to fix it rather than having to go to the city anyway. But they'll go to the city themselves. But you pay the insurance company to be expedient about it. They'll take care of it because they want to close the can't claim. Then you bet your ass they'll go after the city. So I'm like, okay. Even though we know who it is now, like if it was some rich bitch with a Maserati, I'd be like, pay up, girl, build me a nice ADU back there. But it was the city. They have the money. And, and so I didn't feel my wife it was right before Christmas and my wife, liberal guilt bleeding heart. And I am, too. She was like, I don't want them to get fired before Christmas. Yeah, I mean, oh my God. Especially it's like, uh, like animal- yeah, what's it called? A wonderful life or something. Yeah, exactly. The trash it starts. Well, we can't do trash. It literally, the guy's picking up my kids' poop. You know, I, I don't want to ruin their Christmas. So this is just your typical like liberal. Like, what are we really doing? It's just guilty liberals, right? Just like you know, there's uh uh uh, we're the white people whose poop is getting taken away by other people in our community. They crash into our house, and I'm like. Look at me. I'm not going to try to get them fired before Christmas. So you're I, so nice. I just don't want to. I don't want to involve the cops at all. And I, so I, we haven't called the cops back. Well, we called them out to get the report because the insurance company needs it. But I didn't be like, it was the trash truck guys. I have video, but like, I have to give it to the insurance company. So at some point, these guys might get in trouble. That's the thing is like, dude, it's the city. Like, you might get a ding or something, but like, there's security cameras everywhere. Like, come on, dude. And they're probably stressed out about it. Actually, hopefully not. Hopefully they're laughing about it. <laughs> hopefully they did yeah. tell their supervisor. Their supervisor was like, oh, those people? Fuck them. I mean, would you want to completely replace? No. It has to be over 30% of the things damaged. Oh, I'm just so... like, my life's damn good. So, like, I, I get a flat tire. I get my, my house, my garage crashed into them. Whatever. Just... You're like, who cares? Fucking cares. Are you going to keep the, did you keep a, a video? Did you keep the video? Oh, of course. Okay. Well, I need to for the insurance claim. Yeah. But also yeah. just to like watch every year, like when people watch, you know, like everyone like watching what's that movie around Christmas, you could watch this one. Oh yeah. Dude, I'm going to watch. Was it like that over and over? Was, Was it, it like that? that? Is going to be legendary canon in my life. dude. It sounds like it. Anyway, I, 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 <laughs> I'll just put it this way. I just wish we lived in a society. I'm not even going to get into it. They'll fix the house and hopefully the guys won't get fired. <laughs> it'll yeah. just, we'll just be enabling whatever this behavior is. I really don't think they're going to get fired, but you know, I have no idea. But again, it's like Nixon, the cover up. You know what I mean? Like, just like Nixon, you guys are being recorded. <laughs> so, yeah. Is this like Nixon, the cover up, though? <laughs> no, this was a real crime. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. This was- no one died in Watergate. No one's house got crashed into in Watergate. I love that Benghazi talking point. No Is that- one died in Watergate. That was the t- Benghazi talking point, basically saying, like, why didn't we impeach uh, Obama or Hillary Clinton? Oh, because. So, anyway, our society's going soft. Uh, and, uh, you know, the that's commanders glad- in chief don't go into war anymore, and, and uh, neither do their advisors. Right. And well, secondhand funny. smoke is the best. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You know, we smoke our own cigarettes. We have to have other people do it for us. That's right. Not only do we offshore our um offshore our uh, military bullery bullying to um yeah. underclass, but also but I say things like I us. I prefer secondhand smoke. Like I can't even do it myself of a pussy anymore. To smoke. I'm like, well, I don't and then I need to have that when people are like, well, do you smoke? So it's like, no. It's like bullshit. You you go seek out people smoking and just stand there. Like no. that's that's garbage. That's called that's called a bar in Israel. I remember the, going to this bar in uh, in Jerusalem, and it was like being inside a cigarette. I thought I was going to throw. Oh my god! Where was I when it was? I mean, when did New York do their smoking ban? I don't know. It's like vague. Honestly, I don't know what it's like in the <laughs> in the uh, in the rest of the. Uh, the world but in america you don't just like smoke cigarettes in the bathroom <laughs> no you unless do it's vegas still i love vegas? that vegas has got like the vegas has like the drink holder when you're taking a piss oh yes i've seen that i've been to i was in vegas i was thinking of vegas that smelled like a cigarette mm. but uh well let's see what else is boring oh i officially i switched over to the ridge wallet I did. I do in one of these wallets. This is like a little piece of metal, and you slip your cards in there. Oh wow, mine's fabric. It's flexible fabric. It's flexible, but it's the same kind Amazing. of idea. It's like getting rid of exactly things. trying to simplify anything. Like, yeah. the guys I mean, I use. Remember, I used a binder clip when you met me. I was just using a small binder clip, and my wife insisted that I have something a little bit more, you know, cool. So we found a very cool one, but it's, it's like yours. Much just it's good. made out of I don't know. That's I'm good wrong. Jew, bad Jew. Good Jew, Is bad it? Jew. It's yeah, like, exactly. It's like, I'm being cheap. But I don't have a wallet, but I'm only doing it to save money. Yeah. <laughs> good Jew, exactly. bad Jew. But it's like, as a Jew, I need a wallet to hold all my money, but I'd waste money if I... That's why you need to get a secondhand wallet. Like, my son gave him a secondhand wallet. I put my JCC badge in there and my NFF business card. And I'm like, all right, you can be me a while ago. <laughs> That's your secret identity. And then he's like, Amazing. no, I want a Ridge wallet. Because I got the gunmetal, which in the James Bond novels, his uh, his cigarette case is gunmetal. So I, I just, I like that. It's cool. That's I'm so into serious. it. I'm into it. So, uh, so look, talking about the economy, all this stuff, and one of the other things that people are talking about a lot right now is um, tipping culture. Mm. And, um, you know, there's things where it's speaking of Vegas, the last time I was in Vegas, I went and bought a water bottle from a self checkout kiosk at the hotel and it asked for a tip. I'm like, where is this going? I, now thinking about it, I'm like, maybe the person who's on, staff at that point as the attendant some who i didn't see or interact with like maybe it goes to them but like we have this company that's like and the whole point of a tip is it should be some, some cash you slip them under the table not something that's oh yeah taxed out by the man but anyway that, and then I, I went and picked up they have like doordash but you go you program it in through your phone and then you go pick it up and there's no human being and it asks for a tip i'm like where is this going Meanwhile, yesterday on a Saturday in the middle of the day, my tire breaks and some dude comes out, gets under the cars, jacking this thing up, rolling tires around. And uh, I look it up and it's like, mm, you're not supposed to tip that guy. And I'm just like, what? if I had 20 bucks, I would have slipped it to this dude because he deserves it way more than the water kiosk. 
<laughs> anyway, so yeah, I, I, I do it anytime I can. Agreed. So does my I mean, friend. I worked in restaurants, and it's it's like, uh, yeah, I just do. And when I pay my credit card, I do even more, knowing that yeah. they might actually have to report it or it gets reported for them. And I'm like, that's bullshit. I also have a rule like, so I, I should carry around more cash. I also have a rule like, I'll tip up to sixty nine. Like if the difference between my bill mm. and sixty nine, like if it's you know whatever, it's not quite like let's say if it's if it was like forty bucks, you'll do sixty nine. Yeah, like maybe not forty bucks, but like let's say like fifty bucks, like twenty percent of fifty bucks would be ten dollars, right? But then like I would be like no, nineteen dollars is sixty nine. But why sixty nine? What's the meaning of that number? Because that is what it's like if you had two people who were putting their genitals in each other's faces. Interesting. It would be in the shape and then of number, what is that like you do that for six? What's the meaning of 69? I never heard of that in my life. If so, cause it's like, it's, if you look at the six and the nine, it's like, it's like the six and the nine are like yeah. putting genitals in each other's face. I don't see that at all. I'm sorry. I just drew it on a piece of paper and I see. <laughs> Wait, just you saying you drew 69 makes, makes me laugh. Oh, you know what I see? I see a fish. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, man. No. So oh, anyway. that looks interesting. This no, no, so I know. So that's interesting. I like that. Maybe I'll start doing that. I like because I, I anytime I can do I mean, when I set the thermostat, I do 69 anytime yep, I too. can. I just when someone right says now. think of a number, it's just because you want to see people's reaction. You're like, when I say the number, where do your eyes go? Where does do you do you swallow a little bit harder? Do you say something? Mm. Do you stop talking? Like you just do it to see if you get it, you know, like what, what you got to read the room and 69 is the quickest way to do it. Reading the room, folks, that is what I, that is the most important rule in life because my, my son has, has, has this new catchphrase and I don't know where he got it. At least I, we didn't know what he got it. And the catchphrase is, holy shit, Batman. And that's it. Holy shit, Batman. And we were like, what the fuck? And then we were watching. He's seen both Batman forever. And there's a part where Robin goes, uh, holy rusted metal, Batman. And then he's also, we were watching Back to the Future because my wife had never seen Back to the Future, which is crazy. And we were watching it last night. And Marty goes, son of a bitch. And Amelia's like, ah, there it is. Or no, no, he says, he says, holy shit. Sorry, son of a bitch was later. He says, holy shit. And Amelia's like, there it is. Marty McFly says, says holy shit. And uh, and so we picked, picked it together that like because <laughs> Robin said, holy rusted metal, Batman, and Marty said, holy shit, to Doc, he combined it and created, holy shit, Batman, which, again, to me, I think was hilarious. He said it at the dog park the other day, and everyone <laughs> thought it was funny. Like, if you worked at my company... And someone was like, "Hey, uh, guy, we're giving you this new uh, this new assignment, and it's pretty high profile. So you gotta you gotta do it, and it's gonna you're gonna get a pay bump and a uh, title bump." And if he said, "Holy shit, Batman, that's great!" It would be no one would bat an eye. And at our old company, if someone if he said, "Holy shit, Batman," they what? There'd be a HR investigation. It would be, somehow it would be racist. <laughs> and somehow be found out that it was racist. I don't know how. I don't know why, but it would. It just you'd create an yeah. That's insane. because it, because it would be something that he did wrong, and therefore he would, it would be racist. 
So uh, we would just assume, like, well, he's white. He must be racist. So whatever he's doing wrong, he must be racist. <laughs> so anyway, but the point is reading the room. So perfect. I, I've dined out on this story for years. This one time where I don't need to tell it now where I got. Um, uh, we were making a movie on a roof and at a school, like, I don't know if it was before or after Columbine, but we had like spray painted squirt guns and we had like you know toy knives and stuff like this and like the cops pulled us down several squad cars came pulled us down and um you know patted us down and then they called our parents but they called our parents and told them told them how what good kids we were and then when we came home to my house my parents like were at the door and they applaud they applauded us and they're like obviously you've learned your lesson that was stupid don't do that you scared people and they called the police and the police didn't shoot you dine on the story for years usually i tell it more fun i'm just kind of telling it perfunctory now mm, i made yes. people laugh on about this so many times i we were, had some work event or something and uh i realized like i was the only just like white suburban middle class male that was <laughs> part of the conversation which hey i don't whatever i didn't, wasn't even thinking about that until i told this story that people usually laugh at so much and uh or just think is crazy and no one was laughing i realized like ooh, like a lot of what we're talking about in our culture right now at our work is like uh kids getting shot like black kids getting shot for pretty much the same thing and in fact we had a co-worker who had a uh, uh somebody who was like not not her son or her nephew but like basically had lived with her and um was basically like a an extra son who had just been killed he was just like young athlete who was had nothing to do with this this he was just the wrong place wrong time there was these other bad kids he was hanging out with and he got shot and they were fine i mean it was just really not the crowd to tell this to. And they were just looking at me like, uh-huh. So reading the room is the most important thing. And uh, as little white, guilty Jewish liberals, every week we got to find a little moment like this so that we can feel bad about ourselves and admonish ourselves on a podcast. Well, is that what this is about? I thought it was just to say whatever we wanted because we couldn't say it in front of other people. <laughs> it's both. It's about saying whatever we wanted and then then feeling bad in a poll. That's why I'm down to like three people I'll talk to on a regular basis because I feel that we can actually have true intellectual conversations, which is allowing people to explore an idea without immediately either jumping down their throat and accusing them of something or doing some rhetorical. Now. What was that? Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm Steve Jobs. What the fuck does Steve Jobs have to do with that? Because Steve Jobs was one of the, he was a type of person who was like, I can only know three people at once. Like he would only work with three people Just at once. Whatever. I, I, bullshit. I mean, okay. sure. Sorry. I mean, I'm in a non. So yeah, that's what I thought this was all about, you know? Oh, just being able to talk to that actually being on a podcast, you're talking to fewer people than. No, I self censor quite a lot because this is recorded. And as you said, this gets even in and or if not, Yes, and you know, God knows who's going to be coming knocking at my door with our growing listener base and being mm -hmm. like, "Did you hear what Ben said on the on the mm -hmm. podcast? You got to go have a little talk with him. He's gone the way of a of a heathen. He's a uh oh, 
He's a real Jesse Ventura. He's not even just a communist anymore. He's not even an anarchist. We don't even know what he is. Well, you're a you're a Zionomist. Zionomist. See, this is the DSA. No, I'm a communistic anarchist. Anarchist is what I am. Right. This is like I I leave I leave it up yes. like I'm a Jew and a liberal, but like I'm gonna leave this. I'm gonna leave the Zion. I'm gonna leave the Zionism within the democratic socialism debate to y'all. I don't want to get in on this. Yeah, what was that quote about socialism? Socialism and anti-Semitism, like this is like the cheap. What was it? It's a great quote. It keeps coming up. I mean, it, oh, oh, another New Year's resolution is that I'm not going to read it all this year. I'm only going to write. I mean, I have four books. I've got that book, Susan Sontag, um, and Kafka. The book by Robert Danoon Cumming, Susan Sontag essays, nice. a couple of Kafka books, and I'll I'll leave a little space for some recommendations. Oh, oh and. Yeah. And then, so no, I'm not going to read anything. And on January 20th, 2025, inaugura inauguration day, I'll go to a local bar and tune in and just see what all the, see what all the, you know, hubbub was all about for the whole ah, year. Nice. Oh, you're not even going to so read on January, like, news on your phone. No, I will click on clickbait things as right. I'm doing now. Like, so I did the actually. Top 10 because, things, top 10. And yeah, like 18 10 countries you should. No, like 18 countries you should visit before you die or like what <laughs> are the four, 14, death. 14 things to know before you retire. But I clicked yeah, on one about know. like kids in other countries and I opened up this UNICEF paper from 2016 called Are the World's Richest Countries Family Friendly? Guess where the U.S. is out of 41 countries? 69. Yes. There's <laughs> not a number. They don't even have some. I mean, this is all based on so the, the, the indicators are paid leave for mothers, paid leave for fathers, child care enrollment under three and child care enrollment and between state three sponsored and school age. Movies. Yeah. But guess who has the longest paid leave for mothers? And France, guess who has France? No, France is number 26. Okay. Japan. Japan is 16 for mothers, number one for fathers for Hell 30 yeah. weeks. Nice. Number one is Estonia at 85 weeks. <laughs> 85 but that's years. but the it says 85 weeks, but I think that's at um that's in dog years. Oh no, that's the full rate equivalent. So you get paid 82 weeks of pay over 160 weeks. So you get you get to keep you, you get three years off, you get half your salary, and your job right. is guaranteed. I mean, obviously, not everyone can uptake this policy you know i'm sure it applies for if you work at a big company those kind of things that can actually do this but oh, estonia yeah. is number one for mothers and japan is number one for fathers oh yeah, yeah. And the u.s doesn't even so have metrics men are just like i'm gonna go to japan yeah the countries at the bottom that don't have well so after 31 they're just grayed out it's japan republic of korea chile canada mexico turkey israel australia new zealand and then united states mm. Number zero. Number one on average is Sweden. Number two is Norway. Number three is Iceland. Let's move to Iceland. I'd like to go to Iceland. We yeah, can these talk. Are, these, those are those three white paradigms. But yeah, I'm not going to read any what you would call all news this about. year, Lee. Like in this if tiny, things... this tiny country with just white people, everything is just fine. <laughs> Iceland. I don't even know. If, I mean, Iceland is are there ants? I, don't I think know. people there, use that are there term. People in Iceland. There's four. There's less pe fewer people in I. I 
Long Beach is almost as large as Iceland. I Disneyland, think they have 400,000. Disneyland, not even California Adventure, is larger than Iceland. Iceland, 382,000 people. Long Damn. Beach. Are they the ones population. from Mighty Ducks, too? Whoa, or is that Long Greenland? Beach is bigger than Iceland. Or oh, more yeah. people, sorry. Fuck off, Iceland. Yeah, You're so anyway, I'm going to... That's another thing. I'm not going to read at all. Okay. I've already... I, I went... Yesterday, I spent a lot of time instead read of doing other things, unsubscribing from every email that I could possibly unsubscribe from. So I don't nice. get these little pings. I'm still on the fence of... I like those clickbait. Like, if I open up a tab, I want to turn off the, like pop-up clickbait crap but i kind of okay. don't you know mm, like how that. to make baked apples um yeah. i just look at different different how to make um how to make hard-boiled eggs oh interesting i'm like i do a lot of cooking i've been writing out my recipes i'm trying to use cookbooks in print now nice and like cookbooks no, I, I already know how to do that. Like, I don't <laughs> you know how to book. make Molotov cocktails and free phone calls. It's in the easy. States. We just start a little. But no, so seriously, like I'm going to do that. So I, every time we pod, you're going to, you're allowed to tell me what's going on. But I'm going to assume I've <laughs> no, read man. nothing of anything. And on January 20th, 2025, I think you get what date that is. I will go to a local bar. That's when the next yeah. Hitman game comes out. Oh. Oh, great, because there's another thing happening on that day mm. that um, is also I'll inaugural. Into, I'll read about it for you. Yeah. That's a so, good idea. That's, I'll that's see what idea. all the hubbub has been all about, all the hubbub, fuss. Hubbub, 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 hubbub. So, but you're allowed to tell me things that are going on if you'd like. But just okay. assume I've read say, this is how anything. This is how people, this is how our reality is splinters. People are like, I'm just going to use one podcast as my window into reality. Exactly. But the thing is, like, part of it is me taking, like, if if things are truly and cyclical, that podcast is the Adam Friedland show. Yeah, like this idea of news. It's like these people are reading every day something. It's like oh. not things don't actually change that quickly just because more words are in print and you're reading more details about something. Doesn't mean you're learning more. You're just doesn't mean you're learning more. Doesn't mean that actually again. is anything has changed. You're learning the same thing over and over again, and if it's incorrect. You're just repeating incorrect information. Yeah, and then you get into these weird cycles of seeking out. You're like, well, that doesn't conform with what I was thinking. So you go find something else. That so you just it's a and I mean part of this is I just want to write more of myself, but yeah. also it's like it's certainly not done. a whole lot's going to happen this year. That's I mean nothing new. And if something really big happens, like say there's you know a nuclear bomb dropped on Los Angeles, I'm going to know about it from TikTok. No, I'm gonna know about it because I'm gonna look up my fucking You're look window. Up top top ten times I got nuked. Clickbait <laughs> article. Yeah, Am like I as the, I'm. I got I got nuked. Am I the asshole? Yeah, I'm like I I click on a Firefox window, and it's like, is there a nuclear bomb heading toward Los Angeles? It's like I'm not gonna click on that. That's bullshit. Nice. No, but um, no, nothing's gonna happen this year. That's. All right. News. Well, my reading list remains the same as it was last week. Maham, the the book Atta about Muhammad Atta by uh, Jared Kobeck. Uh, well, Legion. I gotta write these down. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm writing these down. Atta, okay. Atta, okay. Legion by William Peter Blatty. It's his like sequel to The Exorcist, where he reveals that after the demon got like out of, or after the guy from the original Exorcist dies. The ghost of the Zodiac Killer goes inside of him. It's called the Capricorn Killer or something like that instead. But the ghost goes into him and commits more murders. 
And then the other book is, oh, I found a copy of Jacqueline Suzanne's Valley of the Dolls on my father-in-law's house. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if this is my mother-in-law's book who, uh, uh, she basically told me anything that I find at the house, we can, we can nab. I was like, mm, is this my like, uh, Janice Joplin loving, uh, middle American mother-in-law's copy of Jacqueline Suzanne, or is it, uh, my, uh, Persian immigrant father-in-law? I'm like, I think it's Debs. And she was like, for sure. So that has a place of honor and, uh, in our house now. So that's, those are the three things I'm reading. Okay. So based on that, you'll know who the president's going to be. <laughs> Wow. So I wrote down our reading list. I've got for you, Atta, Legion, and Valley of the Dolls. For yeah. me, I've got Human Nature and History. There's a lot of books by that title. So it's the Danoon Coming one. I can't remember the subtitle. Mm. Susan Sontag essays, Kafka books, and then a placeholder for three recommendations. So it could come from you, nice, one of my friends, Tom, or my friend, Nate. Oh, I'm also going to read the legacy of Rome, which is, I was like oh, learning God. about, well, I was like, I, I was like, I'm Come pretty good on. about Renaissance. I quit. I don't I'm, know enlightenment. I'm, I quit. So, but no, no. It, and it's about, I was like, <laughs> I'll read one about the dark ages. And I then, so I'm looking up good books about the dark ages and this pops up and the, basically the conceit of this is, oh, well, the dark ages were just the, you know, the legacy of, of Rome. So it's basically a book about the dark ages is just about how much people in the dark ages thought about ancient Rome. Maybe just read the like declaration of independence and the constitution, U S constitution. It'd be a lot faster. Yeah. yeah. Isn't legacy of Rome. Isn't that that like 85,000 page book? I don't know. I'm going to have a British. Maybe I'm thinking of, me. Oh, Oh, you're going to do book on tape. I'm going to do a, Well, it's called an audio book, a book on tape. That would be like Fuck a million you. tapes. No, yeah, it's a hoopla through the library. Dude, that's the thing. He's like, Legis I just listen to audiobooks constantly. Rome. So I'm just like, oh, gonna... oh, this must be a new book. I it's just, new. It's 280 oh, yeah. pages. Yeah. Then I think there's a lot of, let me go to LA Pete, the live, LA library. Cause... Oh, dude, I went to the Michelle Obama library yesterday. That place is popping. What? It's literally, what are people doing? You can see it. Liberalism? Neoliberalism? Just fucking reading checking books out they got a, they got good sections people they have a little area where people can do work and work on their taxes they got a good teen area they have uh, homework areas kids areas i tried to find a copy of water oh, here this is the one i was thinking of the legacy of rome by cyril bailey in 1952 oh, no, no, that was the one i was thinking of no, that's the one you should read okay all right well, yeah, I want to get in on these Middle Ages, but that's the problem is like the or the Dark Ages, like the Dark Ages. The whole reason why we call them dark is because we don't really have a lot of like extant historical writing. So it's mostly just people trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Anyway, so those are our, those are our recommendations for the year. Uh, oh, these aren't right. Yeah. Our New yeah, Year's yeah. resolution. Up a copy. Our New Year's resolution is Ben's going to be more me and I'm going to be more. Um, kind <laughs> i'm gonna be more kind you're fucking pricks and um also mo money fewer calories standard marching orders from here at, at handsome headquarters the headquarters of uh, the home of liberal guild radio your voice for no one no one's voice literally not even my own uh ben anything else you'd like to impart on our dear listeners before we draw this week to a close there was one th I, with the Rome book. The one I was thinking of is called "The History of the Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire" by Edward yes. Gibbon. Yes, that's that what I've been told. That's a hot take. Hard. Yeah, that one's 
was good. So yeah, I just asked you to read a book where the people who voted are dead and it was right a long time ago. Nice. So um, they won't be able to. They won't be able to start any shit when we dunk on them. <laughs> well, you just know that probably. I mean, publishers always had an edge, but these days, like, I can't trust that the books that they're putting out there like this are. It's gonna be garbage. I mean, read it though, and let let us know what you find. You know. Well, I only read John. I only read books written by John Bolton. John John Grisham. John Bolton. Oh, John Bolton. Anyway, it's a long story. Well, folks, God bless you. We love you. Happy New Year. Hope all. Happy is New well. Year. And uh, we'll see you next week when something else happens, and Ben will have no idea what's going on. He'll be like a he'll be like a juror. You know how like jurors can't read the news because they don't want to be influenced by something. Oh yeah. Else. You're gonna be like a you're gonna be like a jury. I'll be the journalist. You'll be the jury. I'll try to figure out what's going on in the world, and then you'll be the jury. That sounds perfect. Um, and Zoe, our dog, will join us, of course. Awesome. Smells like my wife is making quesadillas. I want one. Oh my Talk god, that's so good. Talk to you later. later.